الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ما نقصت صدقة من مال وما زاد الله عبدا بعفو إلا عزا وما تواضع أحد لله إلا رفعه الله رواه مسلم أبو هريرة رضي الله عنه منشند that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he stated that sadaqah does not decrease from wealth. And Allah has not increased a servant in pardoning except it increases him in might and honor. And there is no one who humbles himself for the sake of Allah except that Allah raises him. This narration is collected by Al-Imam Muslim in his Sahih. The first statement, مَا نَقَصَتْ صَدَقَةٌ مِنْ مَال That sadaqah does not decrease from wealth. Sadaqah here includes As-sadaqah al-mafruda It is the obligatory sadaqah which is the zakat And it also includes The recommended It also includes The recommended sadaqah The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam establishes that the wealth that a person spends for the sake of Allah azawajal, this is not a cause for one's wealth to decrease. Rather, as the ulama have mentioned, when a person gives sadaqah, it causes the individual's wealth to increase and to be blessed. It causes a person's wealth to increase and to be blessed. Even if from the physical aspect, the amount of money goes down, as if a person has $100 and he gives $10 in sadaqah, it goes from 100 to 90. Nobody disputes that. But at the same time, when he gives that $10 from the 100, it's going to cause blessings to descend upon his wealth and be a means of an increase for him. Different from shaitan, meaning that which he whispers to the person, don't spend because if you spend you're going to lose 
When you spend for the sake of Allah, you don't lose, you win. You get an increase, you get blessings. So sadaqah, or giving sadaqah, paying your zakat, or giving the recommended charity, that's not going to cause destruction to your life, or destruction of your property or your wealth, or a loss of property and wealth. So when the Prophet ﷺ mentioned that sadaqah does not decrease from wealth, meaning from the abstract meaning of the term of decrease, because the barakah comes to your wealth when you give. And when you give, as Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions, وَلَا إِنْ شَقَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ and if you are grateful, I will increase you. When a person pays his zakat, when a person gives the recommended sadaqah, the recommended charity, this is a means of showing gratitude to Allah. Allah increases the person. Allah increases the person in iman, his faith. And Allah Azza wa Jal can increase the person in the actual wealth. Because you gave, Allah gave back to you. But as was mentioned, the shaitan is the one who threatens the people with poverty. The shaitan is the one who tells you that if you spend, it's going to cause you to lose. And you're not going to have. And you're going to be poor. So save, 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 save. Right? This is the shaitan. Because, barakallah fikum, yes, a person should not be a spendthrift and just waste his money. As soon as he get it, he just waste it on that which doesn't benefit. This is not from the religion. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned... وَكَرِهَ لَكُمْ ثَلَاثًا Allah, He hates three things. قِيلَ وَقَالْ وَكَثْرَةَ السُّؤَالِ وَإِضَاءَةَ الْمَالِ Allah hates gossip. He said, and it was said, and she said. Allah, He hates that. And Allah, He hates excessive questioning. Constantly questioning. When there's no benefit in the questioning, or questioning to cause fitna, or begging. That falls under that statement وَإِضَاءَةَ الْمَالِ in the wasting of wealth so yes a person should be mindful how he manages his or her wealth and yes it is from the religion to save your wealth as the prophet mentioned it's better to leave your family members uh, sufficed than from them asking the people for that which is in their hands and this came about in relation to how much money should a person give away from the inheritance. Right? So the Prophet ﷺ mentioned it's better that when you know you're about to die, yes, you can give away from your money, but it's better that you leave your family members sufficed. Meaning not needing anything from the people. So that means a person has to save. 
But what does the shaitan do? Allah Azza wa Jal says, الشيطان يعدكم الفقر ويأمركم بالفحشاء والله يعدكم المغفرة منه وفضلا والله واسع عليم سورة البقرة verse number 268 The shaitan promises you poverty and he commands you with indecency Whereas Allah promises you forgiveness from him in virtue. And Allah is the all-vast, the all-knowing. The scholars they mentioned, what's meant by the shaitan promises you poverty, meaning when you go to give sadaqah and when you go to pay your zakat, the shaitan tells you you're going to be poor after you give that money. You're going to be without. And then also he commands you with indecency. Fornication, adultery, and other than that from the indecent acts. So one should not think that giving sadaqah decreases from your wealth. Rather, giving sadaqah causes an increase to your wealth. The second matter mentioned by the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam وَمَا زَادَ اللَّهُ عَبْدًا بِعَفْرٍ إِلَّا عِزًا And Allah does not increase a servant in pardoning except that it is a means of increasing him in honor and might. This is different from that which the people think. Because you find the people who think that if you pardon someone who has done wrong, that this is a sign of weakness. Not in all cases. Not in all cases. Yes, at times, a person does not have the ability to extract their rights from someone. Or to deal with the oppressor. So he lets the situation go. That happens. But not every time that someone pardons someone, that it is, a, it means that the individual is weak. At times, you find that an individual is very strong. You find that the individual is very capable. You find that the individual has the ability to respond, but the individual pardons the individual for the purpose of seeking nearness to Allah and not due to weakness. Be careful. Don't take a person's kindness as an indication of weakness. Kindness doesn't always mean weakness. Yes, at times, kindness can mean weakness. Like in the times when the Muslims are weak and we're under the oppression of the non-Muslims or the oppression of the wrongdoers. It is from the religion that we behave in a kind manner to repel their harm because we're not in a position to physically defend ourselves or physically do anything about our oppressors. So it's from the religion to be kind, to smile. Even though we hate them in our hearts, this is the lesser of the two evils.
But then you have situations, barakallah fikum, when people are very capable, but yet they pardon the ignorant. They pardon the wrongdoers. But understand, barakallah fikum, pardoning the wrongdoers is done when there's going to be a benefit in pardoning them. If you pardon a wrongdoer and it's going to increase that wrongdoer, that wrongdoer in doing wrong, don't pardon him. Some people have to be taken to account. Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions, فَمَنْ وَأَصْلَحَ فَأَجْرُهُ عَلَى اللَّهِ So whoever pardons and rectifies, then his reward is with Allah. You see here, rectification is mentioned. So if pardoning is going to lead to rectification, as me, as an example, you pardon someone who has done wrong, then the person says, subhanAllah, man, I was wrong, and the brother pardoned me. Let me make tawbah. Pardon him. Let him go. But if you pardon him, and he says, yeah, I know he was weak, and then he's going to lead him to go do more oppression, and do, no, 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 don't pardon him. Call him to account. Call him to account. Allah Azza wa Jal mentions, وَأَن أَقْرَبُوا لِلتَّقْوَى And that you pardon the people is closer to piety. But again, but again, this is if the pardoning does not lead to more wrong. And there is a rectification in the issue of pardoning. The last matter mentioned by the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, وَمَا تَوَاضَعَ أَحَدٌ لِلَّهِ إِلَّا رَفَعَهُ اللَّهِ And there is no one who humbles himself for the sake of Allah except that Allah raises him. This statement of the Prophet ﷺ shows the virtues of being humble. Don't be arrogant. Be a humble individual. Don't be arrogant. For arrogance is a characteristic that prevents people from entering into paradise. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned, لا يدخل جنة من كان في قلبه مثقالة ذروة من الكبر That whoever has the smallest amount of pride in his heart, he will not enter into paradise. A man, he said, Ya Rasulullah, إن الرجل يحب أن يكون ثوبه حسنا ونعله حسنا. Indeed, a man he loves that his garment looks nice and that his footwear looks nice. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentioned إن الله جميل ويحب الجمال that indeed Allah is beautiful and He loves beauty. الكبر بطر الحق وغمت الناس. Pride is rejecting the truth. And looking down upon the people. Don't reject the truth if the truth comes to you. Humble yourself for the sake of Allah. If someone is an enemy to you, you know the person wants no good for you. The person is trying to harm you. The person is your enemy. You know this for a fact. But the person brings something to you that's the truth. Accept it. Don't reject the truth because of that individual being your enemy Because the truth is what agrees with what Allah has stated And what has come from the Prophet So you accepting the truth is you humbling yourself Not to your enemy but 
for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some people, because the truth has come from someone that they don't personally like, they reject the truth. This is arrogance. This is arrogance. Accept the truth, even if it is, even if it is from your enemy. Because us accepting the truth is a matter of ibadah for us. It's a matter of worship. And likewise, don't look down upon the people. Allah Azza wa Jal knows best who has the most piety. Allah Azza wa Jal knows best who is the best of the people. Don't look down upon the people because your tribe is such and such and the other person's tribe is such and such and your tribe has a greater number of members than the other person's tribe so we're the greater people. Don't do that. This is not from Islam. This is from the affairs of Jahiliyyah. This is from the affairs of Jahiliyyah. We find individuals, I'm from the Mendingo tribe. I'm from the Fula tribe. All the Mendingos are better than the Fula. No, the Fula are better than the Mendingos. And then, subhanAllah bihamdi. Indeed, the believers are nothing but brothers. I'm from the Hausa tribe. I'm from the uh, this tribe. And I'm from that tribe. I'm from the Bronx. And you're from Brooklyn. And I'm, leave that stuff alone. That's from the affairs of Jahiliyyah. This is not how Allah determines who's the best. As Allah mentions, Indeed, the best of you, or the most honorable of you with Allah, are those who have the most piety. The tribe of the Quraysh is honored, is an honored tribe, without a doubt. As the Prophet is from that tribe. However, a person who is a believer, who is not from the tribe of, of Quraysh, is better than the individual who is from the tribe of Quraysh and the disbeliever. So it's not just about tribalism. Faith in your practice and your iman is what Counts with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do you not see Tabbat Yada Abi Lahab Watab? Perish be the hands of Abu Lahab. Which tribe is Abu Lahab from? The Quraysh. He's Quraishi. But he's in the hellfire, and his name is mentioned in the Quran as being someone who's going to perish in the hellfire. Him being from the Quraysh does not help him at all whatsoever. Likewise, Abu Talib, the Prophet's uncle, who died upon disbelief, he's going to be in the hellfire. He's from the Quraysh. It doesn't help him. So don't look down upon people. Don't reject the truth. Rather, humble yourself for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when you humble yourself for Allah's sake, not for the sake of the people or to be known, Allah raises your status with him. Allah gives you honor. Allah gives you nobility. So these are three statements from the Prophet ﷺ that entail three matters of guidance. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from among those who hear a good word and follow it. Wa subhanaka allahumma bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa anta. Astaghfiruka wa antubi ilayk.